Hello everybody, it is Friday, it is time for another HTXT AfroCast. I'm your sometimes host, Clinton Matos. Joining me today is Jack Black impersonator Brendan Lotz. Why am I a Jack Black impersonator now? When did this become a thing? Also resident ice giant, Dion Duplessis. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> really? That, yes, that is our, that's actually written on our, uh, on our business cards. No, Thor, it's not. Thor has not yet vanquished me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good joke about that, but it's uh, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll write it somewhere later. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to jump right into things. Brendan, do you want to start or yeah, is I'll Dion going to get it? I'll start okay. with this one. Um, yeah, so yesterday I was at the Panasonic Sensperience. Corruption um, of English. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as poetic license, really. Um, and they were showing off their new range for 2016. So there were some uh, washing machines. Uh, there was a kettle. Uh, they, they did. They did point out that the the toaster they wanted to bring in, they couldn't bring in because of some or other reasons. So that's going to be delayed. Which I've man, had I'm gonna be so disappointed. Exactly. I was looking forward to my Panasonic toaster. <laughs> exactly. Man, I've been looking for a good toaster upgrade in years, and I'm, I really want to get one of those high level Panasonic toasters. So anyway, overclock it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, they also had, of course, uh, TVs. Um, 4K TVs, which I still don't understand why people in South Africa buy because there's no way of really using them yet. Yes, I know that 4K DVDs or Blu-rays are coming. But anyway, so they launched their TVs. But one of the most interesting things that they launched yesterday were some smartphones. Now we're talking. Which had a couple of people going, Samsung or Panasonic makes smartphones? Really? That's interesting, but it turns out they do. In fact, they actually do make uh, they do make cell phones um, for MTN and Vodacom. They just take their badges off of them and oh, then okay. repurpose them. So these were their own uh, smartphones, and there's six that they're bringing to the country. But there were three that I was really, really excited about, uh, namely the first one, which is the Iluga Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The name's a little bit. I'm not sure why they went with Iluga. I'm sure it means something really. It's about E L U G. And then Mark, like the name Mark, Mark. with a K, yeah. which so is strange. So this is Panasonic's sort of high-end offering. They're estimating that this could cost up to about 5,000 Rand. Um, they're not entirely sure on pricing just yet. Uh, they're coming in around June, so we'll know more closer to that time. Uh, it's a 5.5-inch HD uh, smartphone. Uh, it's got a 1.5 gigahertz octa-core Qualcomm Snapdragon 615 uh, a 1.5 gigahertz octa-core CPU with a Qualcomm Snapdragon Dragon 615 uh, chipset, a 30 megapixel camera at the back, 5 megapixel camera at the front, um, 2 gigs of RAM, and a rather small 16 gigs of internal memory, though there is the option to add a micro SD card if uh, you want more storage. Did, did they say what the maximum? Uh, they didn't. Oh, okay. uh, that That's just... Well, I'm going to guess that it's about... 128 gigabytes. That's kind of where the standard is at the moment. Um, It runs Android 5.1 and it has a 2,500 milliamp hour lithium polymer polymer battery. Um, What is very nice about this is it has a fingerprint scanner at the back, which is something you don't really see on phones at this price point. Um, It feels really nice. It's very, very responsive. The camera's not bad at all. Uh, The fingerprint scanner, when we saw the demonstration, was very, very nice as well. Very quick 
didn't take too long. Sort of, sort of like if you can imagine what the Note 5's fingerprint sensor yeah, was yeah. like. Um, I know the S7 and the LG G5, their fingerprint scanner is a lot faster, as is um, Apple's. But, I mean, this is an entry-level sort yeah, of yeah. smartphone. They're pegging it as their, their, um, their flagship high-end. Uh, but it's not going to cost you 12,000 Rand yeah. or in that region. I so, also see there it's a dual SIM. Yes, it's a dual SIM. Uh, it does have LTE, but they have told us that the LTE will only work on one SIM at a time. So oh, one okay. SIM will be 3G and one SIM will be LTE. But you, what you can do is you can have two LTE SIMs in there and you can just assign which one you want to have oh, the okay. LTE connectivity that's, on that's the That's perfectly fine as far as I'm concerned because if you are the type of person to use a dual SIM, one for data and one for calls yeah, anyway. So exactly. you only need one with LTE. Exactly. So but, that that was nice. Yeah, just keep that in mind if you do want to pick one of these up. If you do need dual SIMs with both of them on LTE, you're not going to be able to do it. Then they they also had the Iluga Arc. So yeah. we have the Iluga Mark and now the Iluga Arc. Um, Arc spelled with a C. Yeah, A-R-C. They, they didn't do the Mortal Kombat thing with put a K. <laughs> I'm actually really interested in this because this is a sub five inch phone. Um, I know a lot of people love bigger phones. I've got a 5-inch Motorola Moto G 2nd Gen 4G, <laughs> and I do not like it because it has a 5-inch screen besides other things. So this is actually a 4.7. Not a lot of companies are bringing out sub-5-inch phones anymore. No, not really. I mean, uh, Apple's releasing their iPhone SE, which is a 4.5-inch screen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is actually a really well-made phone. Like, I, I know people go, oh, it's an iPhone lookalike. And this one is very much an iPhone lookalike, but it just has its own little flair to it. Like, the edges of the screens are a little bit curved. Yeah. Um, they're not functional like as they are in the S7 edge, um, but they, they just make it look a little bit nicer. The glass is a really nice quality. The aluminum back is superbly made it's a really nice little phone uh as for what's inside there's a 1.2 gigahertz quad core cpu which is a little bit a little bit low in terms of what we're seeing now a little bit low in terms of having half the amount of cores <laughs> that we've come to love yeah <laughs> and it uses the qualcomm snapdragon 410 chipset which is actually quite a nice little chipset um the camera is a little bit small the rear camera is an 8 megapixel rear camera though when we tested it out it wasn't horrible if I can say does do, this is actually a problem with the, my phone as well is it capturing 8 megapixels at a 16 by 9 uh, aspect ratio no 4 by uh, 3 you see but this is a thing that is ha- that happens with, with all smartphones it's not it's not uh, yeah it's not not just exclusive mine. to yeah. yours or yeah. other cheap phones a lot of phones do do that yeah that's a that was a rude awakening for me when I yeah. bought my phone it's like oh I can only capture 8 megapixels at 4 by 3 uh, aspect ratio yeah. no one uses and then there's a 5 megapixel on the front, uh, 2 gigs of RAM, 16 gigs of internal memory. Also, the option to add a micro SD card if you want, Android 5.0. Also, dual SIM, also LTE on one, 3G on the other. Uh, it's a really nice little phone. I mean, I'm just playing around with it. This one is expected to come in between two and three and a half thousand Rand in that yeah. region. These prices are not yet determined yet, though, guys. Yeah, that's Please a just very keep that in mind. Um, because they're only launching in June, the prices are going to be determined by what the rand is like against other currencies so just keep that in mind um but they are they are planning to bring these in at a really nice little pricing point and that's quite impressive just as an aside it's something i'm finding very interesting about um the south african cell phone market at the moment there's actually a lot of good phones to be had for like less than four grand yeah absolutely yeah. I, uh 
I've just been talking to my friends about this recently because uh, my housemate recently lost his cell phone. He's looking for a replacement. And he was asking me, oh, should I look at this? Should I look at that? I was like, well, why don't you look at a phone that costs less than three grand? Yeah. I mean, you're only using it for work. You're not, you don't want to take hardcore pictures with it. And when you do take pictures, they're in bright sunlight. Mm. Why not just look at one of those? Yeah. And just incidentally, one of my, my favorite sub three, three grand phones even. Yeah. Um, it's called the Inju One. Yeah. Um, it, it's probably got the nicest build I've seen in, a, in an affordable phone. Yeah. I think it got something like 33,000 on Antutu. Which wow. is pretty damn that's, good that's for a very that good kind score. of price, and it was a really well-engineered phone. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that sort of coming. And then this one, which I'm really excited about, is the T45, which is a 4.5 inch. Isn't yeah, that the uh, Isn't that the Terminator designation, or is that something else? Like I haven't watched enough. I don't know Terminator well enough to say yes. <laughs> I think that was the T35, and I'm going to have my nerd card revoked. Anyway, anyway, so T800, this one, T1000, T3000, just saying. Oh, this is being own. marketed <laughs> as a sub. 2000 Rand phone that has LTE connectivity, which is awesome. Wow, that's actually amazing. It's very, very cool. Um, it's a very low spec phone, um, sort of like the uh, Alcatel Pixie 4.5 that yeah. we had it here a while back, but this one has LTE in it. You could almost so, buy that thing and use it as a MiFi. Exactly. Like, which is I mean, good. that's what one of the guys actually said. He was like, <laughs> I'm going to buy one just so that I have data to browse yeah, around sure. with. Um, so this is a 4.5-inch VGA display. It's got a 1 gigahertz quad-core processor, 5-megapixel rear camera, and a VGA at the front. Um, 1 gig of RAM, 8 gigs of onboard memory, but you can expand that to a micro SD with 32 gigs. Uh, running Android 5.1 Lollipop. It's, it's just a really... Nice little phone. I mean, it's yeah. well made. The screen is for VGA. It's really, really nice. Um, it's clear. It's, it looked almost, I thought it was an IPS for a moment. Um, so this is really exciting because people are still using feature phones. And at this pricing point, it might be worth it to consider an upgrade from your feature phone to something that will give you blazing fast internet through yeah. LTE. So, yeah, there's some exciting stuff coming from Panasonic. These phones are expected to reach South Africa in around June. Um, and as soon as they land here, we'll, we'll hassle the folks at Panasonic for some review copies to actually put them through their paces and see whether they would be worth dropping your money on yeah. um, until then actually we do have uh, we'll link it in the bottom of this some reviews of sub 3000 rand phones if yes. you need one right now uh, like the one Dion was talking about the uh, Xiaomi not the Xiaomi the, the, no, in, no 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 oh, the, no I was talking about oh, the Redmi yes okay. Redmi the Redmi, Note, the Redmi 2. Note 2 which is a phone I'm actually considering buying for myself because I need I think, I think it's time to do an good. update to that because there's been a few now that have been released mm. the Hisense KO which is also under 4k that's a damn um, good phone that actually. is a very good phone yeah. for I like phones I can drop and then pick up and carry on yeah there. and that one you can they actually encourage you to yeah um, so there's that yeah there's a couple of good phones that yeah, we, we'll we should, we should have a look at link to all again. of those below the yes. podcast and now Mr. Duplicy you have some cool stuff for us as well. Yeah, I was at a, uh, the launch last night of uh, Lenovo's new X1 range. Um, and if you know Lenovo, you know they're, they're known for their keyboards, the quality of their, um, of, of their laptops and uh, tablets and that. And uh, the X1 uh, range is looking phenomenal. If you like good-looking technology, if you're looking for yeah. a, a, you know, a new laptop or a tablet or a two-in-one, um, that's, it looks like somebody's really putting some, some effort in engineering this thing. Lenovo stuff is phenomenal. Um, the thing I was most impressed by, though, was the, the X1 Carbon. Yeah. Um, it's their, their latest, they call it a business ultrabook. Um, and this thing is like 17.7 millimeters thick. 
But it's running a Skylake processor. It's got all of Intel's newest technologies packed into this thing, including um, YGIG, which is a way that um, Intel's processors can then – they can use wireless uh, frequency to broadcast things like your um, – uh, your, your your TV output, your audio, uh, sorry, TV output, your video output, your audio output. You can actually connect it up to a wireless docking station over YGIG, and it's got so much bandwidth to play with that it can output everything that your computer does onto a, 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 sc- a compatible screen. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, these things are fast. They are good looking, um, touch compatible. They've got all of the latest advances in them. The only thing I was a bit worried about was um, pricing. I mean, I've seen sort of prices above 30 grand for, for, for the X1 carbon. Um, if you've got the money, it's worth it. If you don't, can Can these compete with uh, the Surface, that high-end Surface that everybody was raving about? Honestly, I would say so, yeah. Oh, okay. um, for me, things like Lenovo's keyboard is a, yeah. is a winner. I mean, so, I, I had the first generation Carbon, yeah, yeah. and that was a beautiful little machine. We've actually had Carbons as our daily uh, workhorses in the office before I had the Yoga 3 and we reviewed it on the site and I actually had to give it up the other day just because its processor was a Core M which just did not work for me and I actually missed the little thing a lot just because <laughs> it was so sleek and so nice to use and great for taking out to events and using. I've gone to a bigger Gigabyte uh, laptop which is actually a gaming laptop um, which I love for gaming and working in the office, but is a pain to carry around with me. So I can personally attest that Lenovo has brilliant build quality, especially in these little three-in-one yeah. uh, converters. Well, you're going to be happy to know that the, the latest Yoga, they call it the X1 Yoga, it's got a Core i7 processor. Uh, what? Pro that that was, works. I, I, I'm not joking when I say that little Yoga 3, we'll put the review in the bottom of this as well. The only problem was the processor. Everything else about that uh, little thing, I absolutely adore and I still miss it. If it just had a better processor, which now it looks like it has, not just a better processor, flipping i7. <laughs> i7 can take up to 16 gigs of RAM. Oh, man. I really oh, wow. want one of those now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, so no, very impressive stuff from from Lenovo. We'll obviously have reviews coming up in the in the next few weeks. We have secured a few of the devices, um, so keep checking back. But um, yeah, I'm very impressed at the moment. I think Skylake has kind of breathed new life into into a lot of notebooks. It's um, certainly yeah. letting people make like really thin and really light. That, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Is that you're not you're not anymore have to have you don't have to have a huge massive machine like around with you you could get away with using a an i5 even and some 16 gigs of ram and be working just fine on it it's a really nice little chipset for me the the benefits of skylake are are twofold you can then have thin and light but if you don't mind lugging something a little bit heavier around you can pack some serious power into these things i mean i've I've got a a gigabyte notebook at the moment yeah um i mean it's it's modular you can stick hard drives in uh, multiple hard drives and you can get a really really powerful graphics card um and the fact that it's thick means they can get decent cooling in so it doesn't make noise when when you know it's doing all these really awesome things yeah i mean i just recently used the p55 I believe yes the P55 and that was even under load completely quiet couldn't hear a thing so yeah Skylake well well done Intel you did a nice little little chip skew there the real uh, the real test going to come with these little three in ones is going to be battery life though because while I really hated the Core M and the fact that it's a really underpowered processor, it gave me absolutely fantastic mm. battery life. I could use that laptop for... Walk around with the power cable, Clinton. I was on a bus the other day <laughs> for close to four hours. I did not have access to power and I could sit there and read an e-book. Talk to a person. 
No, <laughs> what? Don't get no. That's stupid. Don't get silly. Um, so yeah, uh, I really when those come in for review, I might steal one of them. Um, <laughs> so you actually had something really cool, a cool story this week yeah, about so, uh, turning your car into a tank. Yes. Sort of. So uh, we do write about news a lot, but sometimes we come across something a bit older that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, and I like to write about that stuff because I'm an engineering nerd and I like cool engineering solutions this is called track and go now basically what it is is four little tank treads or tank tracks that you can put on your car now there's been conversions like this in the past but they involve stripping your car apart and replacing the suspension basically if you have a four by four that meets these certain conditions you can buy these and it's just a tank tread that has some pulley systems in it uh, that turns each wheel into its own enclosed tank tread system and what this means is you can take any of your cars without doing a lot of modification, turn it into a little tracked vehicle. Okay, hang on. Let, let's pause there. Okay. Not doing a lot of modification. Okay. What sort of modifications would you need okay. to do? You need to drive your car onto this platform. Yeah. You need to attach a hub to the outside of the room. Yeah. Uh, you need to attach that hub to some pulley systems and you can go. Okay. You don't need to take the wheels off. Okay. You don't need to change the wheels. You don't need to change the suspension. You can even, if you buy multiple adapters for the hubs, you can switch them between cars. Oh, wow. Um, like, it, it's so versatile. You could, uh, you if you have a big enough boot, you could take these things off and put them in the boot, drive on your road to wherever you want to go 4 by 4 and then put them on, and then go through snow. It's rated, it's, it showed off a lot in snow. Um, they say it's been tested in sand and it works really well. The only thing it hasn't been tested in is mud, okay. which I know is a really popular thing to go 4 by 4 in. <laughs> but if you have a need to go through snow or sand would probably be a better, a better yeah, adversary think, in Africa, yeah. it's, it's a great solution. Problem is we don't know the price at the moment. I have tried to contact these guys who make them, haven't gotten back to me yet. Uh, and if you do want to know a price, you need to get a quotation. Okay. And we could get a quotation by falsifying some information, but I'd rather just tell them I'm a journalist and ask them for a price. Um, I think the reason they do do the quotation is the little adapter plates that you need for the, uh, okay. the hubs may need to be specially made, and that will change your price, I think. Again, I have tried to contact them to ask, but this is really something you need to see in motion. I have written a story on it with videos that I also link in the bottom of this. And it's just it really I like it. It's really cool. It's like I told my, a friend of mine about that, and the first thing I wanted to ask if he knew anybody that would be able to give us some comment on it. And the first words out of his mouth were, "That's so cool, <laughs> dude! I love tanks." The thought that I could turn a little cheap 4x4 Jeep or whatever into a tank, basically. Does it have to be a 4x4, though? Or would yes, you would you need – could it be any car with a powerful enough engine? No. It needs to be a 4x4 because each track runs off one wheel. Okay, So I see. if you only have rear-wheel drive, then the front two tracks won't have any power hmm. and they'll basically just get dragged. So you okay. do need a 4x4. All as right. far as I know, there, there's a vehicle specification – page you yeah. know like with games they have a recommended <laughs> specifications there's recommended specifications for your car must have a 2.6 liter engine no it really you need a certain amount of horsepower and okay yeah obviously because they are heavy and you're attaching them to yeah, the yeah, wheels yeah. and the wheels yeah. need to turn yeah for that, that to work I really suggest If you only watch One YouTube video today It's the one I'm going to link to well, Only one? <laughs> if you only have The time Or the date okay. Or the inclination To watch one 
Uh, yeah, but you can watch lots of YouTube. All the videos, weird man. things you can find on YouTube, watch something useful today. Well, not useful, just really cool, man. Well, it is useful. I mean, like, I know a couple of people that their yearly holiday is going up into Namibia and driving through the sand, yeah, yeah. where my ideal holiday is sitting in front of the computer playing video games. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that people might find a lot of use for it yeah. if... Last word on this is that a lot of people have to make a compromise between getting like a really rugged purpose-built big 4x4 and then having a road going 4x4, which isn't as good. It is good, but it isn't as good, and it's got a lot of your creature comforts, and this would allow you to switch between without buying a whole new car. Well, then again, you also get people in in certain places in Johannesburg that drive big 4x4s that Just have never, ever, ever, ever seen a dirt track in their lives. I saw a Hummer the other day for the first time in years. Was it clean? Yes, it was oh, very clean. Terrible. And it was in yellow. Uh, <laughs> when was the last time you seen a Hummer, Dion? Um, yeah, probably about a year or so back. Yeah, they've they've gone extinct. Yeah, well, the, the thing I find so funny, though, is that you see a Hummer and it's in, invariably driven by, I don't know, what looks like a, a Santon housewife. Yeah. yeah. That, you know I've, that thing's never been off-road. Exactly. <laughs> I've ne- I think I have seen one dude driving a Hummer. One. I've seen but I, they're very popular amongst the ladies. Mm. Big cars in general, actually. I wonder if there's any psychological reason. No, I think it's because they're... I, I know you feel safer when you're no, driving you feel a big safer. car. Not all of them are safe, but... They're the safest you can be on road, like a five-star end cap rating 4x4. Yeah. It's probably the safest you can be, and the reason for that is end cap ratings are done within vehicle classes. So a tiny hatchback with a five-star is less safe than a huge 4x4 with a five-star rating. Today I learned. Yeah, so the five star, the ratings are done with cars of similar sizes. So okay, that's uh, really, I never knew that. Bigger car today. has more mass, and if you're testing them by crashing them into each other with the same size, it's... The bigger cars are safer than the smaller cars with the same end cap ratings. Okay. Anyway, we went a little bit off track there. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to call it for yeah, today. Yeah, that's, that's, nice that's about it for Yeah, today. we talked about a lot of hardware today. Uh, hopefully, we'll have reviews. Uh, I know I've said a lot of times, but links to all the stories are below this. Yep. Give it a read uh, from myself, Mr. Lotz. Cheerio. Mr. DC. Goodbye. And everyone here at HTXC Africa, we will see you next week for another edition of the HTXC Africa. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.